You're listening to the Meeting Midway Podcast, a podcast of Midway United Methodist Church in Alpharetta, Georgia, featuring Pastor Jenny Andoni and Pastor Amanda Lane. Over the course of the podcast, we'll hear how the church relates to the real-world issues that matter to you and how God loves us all. Now, let's meet Midway. Good morning, Midway United Methodist Church. How are you this morning? Happy Sunday, y'all. Please come in and join us. We please stand. I feel it in my bones are about to move. I feel it in the wind you're about to ride in. You said that you would pour your spirit out. You said that would fall on sons and daughters. So come. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Worship him with all your heart. Come, come. Welcome. I feel it in my bones are about to move. I feel it in the wind you're about to ride in. You said that it would pour your spirit out. You said that it would fall on sons and daughters. So like the rain come and drench us in love. And let your power rush in like a flood. Oh, we are fixed on this one day to know your goodness. See Sing your 
to be together in the Lord's house on this Pentecost Sunday as we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit and the birth of the church. Um, just a couple announcements. Uh, this week was Vacation Bible School, and we're very excited to be welcoming all the children and volunteers uh, to the campus, and we ask you to please be in prayer for them uh, throughout this week. Also, next Sunday, we'll be having a vacation Bible school celebration Sunday, and immediately following this service, we'll have food trucks outside for lunch, so if you would, RSVP through the midweek, and let's enjoy a good time of food and fellowship after the 11 o'clock service. Um, those of you who are online, we ask if you would to uh, please register your attendance. And also those of you here in the sanctuary, you may do so through our app, the QR code in front of you in the seat. And um, we really appreciate you doing that so we know that you are here today. Paint and Pour, June 25th at Jenny Tibbetts' house. Now, I said... Well, what are they, they painting our house or something? They can come to my house, I'll host. But no, they're actually doing paintings. And one of our members, Lisa Spence, is an art teacher, and I understand she's going to lead the activity. So again, you can RSVP for that through the midweek. Let us now go to God in prayer. Oh, come, Holy Spirit, come. Come as fire and burn. Come as wind and blow upon us. Empower us, Lord, to be your church. Convict, cleanse, and consecrate us to your service. 
and to your glory. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Do you all know the, the song, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here? Yeah, that's a familiar song. Raise your voices. If that's what you want, welcome here. Him here. He is here. He is here. And welcome him into your lives, into your minds. Sing it out. We love you, Holy Spirit. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. Sweet, sweet Holy Spirit. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of my heart becomes free and my shame is undone your presence Lord sing it out Holy Spirit you are welcome come
Just the voices, sing it out. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You're welcome. Come and take your place. Do what only you can do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You're invited to sit down. At this time, we have an opportunity to go to God in prayer. And we do want to remember uh, Jean Harrison and her family in the death of Tiny. Uh, visitation is tomorrow uh, at two, at. McDonald's funeral home from 2 to 4 and the graveside service follows um, at Sawney Memorial as we go to God in prayer you are invited to come and to pray at the altar to um, lift up your prayers here um, additionally we will uh, be praying I will lead you in a prayer and then at the end today is Pentecost as it's been mentioned and we celebrate the, the birth of the church, but that God came and allowed people to hear the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ in so many different languages. Um, and so today I'm going to ask Shelly to come and to share um, the Lord's Prayer in her language. So uh, let's go to God in prayer.
most awesome and gracious God. Lord, we welcome you here. We thank you for your spirit that is in us and moves us. Lord, your spirit that moves us to worship and to honor and to glorify you. Lord, I pray this morning that our worship of you, Lord, that you would experience it as truth, as holy, as our desire to be with you. Lord, we confess that we don't always lift up your name. We don't always focus on you. And Lord, we ask for your forgiveness. We ask that you would cleanse us and allow us to turn to you, to seek you and to seek you only. God, we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Lord, no longer do we have to, to meet you in a temple. No longer do we have to meet you on the road, but Lord, you are within us, leading us, guiding us, directing us. And God, I pray for this congregation and for the church worldwide that Lord, we would hear your voice. We would hear your direction. God, I thank you that you lead us in so many wonderful ways, in so many ministry opportunities. And so, Lord, I pray that we would open our ears to feel the Spirit's nudge, to hear the voice telling us which way to go. Lord, we lift up our prayers for those who have lost loved ones, who are hurting, who are sick, who are lonely. God, we live in a world that seems dark and bleak at times. But Lord, you have given yourself to us through the Spirit so that we might go out, so that we might be Christ to others. Lord, I pray that you would lead us and guide us to offer hope to the hopeless and to offer comfort to those who are experiencing chaos and loss and loneliness. God, I pray that we would be your presence for all that need to experience that today. And Lord, we pray, we pray that as your people, we would lift up our voices. Lord, that we would join together, Lord, that we would sing your praises and that we would share together as we share in the Lord's prayer. Praise 
ராஜ்யமும் வல்லமையும் மகிமையும் என்றென்றும் உடையவர்களே சுவாமி Good morning, friends. Hey, y'all want to come over this way? You don't have to sit so far away. Um, what is today? Pentecost, the birthday of the church. You were going to say that? You were right. So it's, it's the, bir- the birthday of the church. What do you do on your birthday? Um, David, what do, you, what do we do on your birthday? You turn older. And Henry, what do you do? You have a Nerf party. I'm coming to your birthday next year. What do you do? You celebrate. What do you? A birthday breakfast. I, what? All right, Buckholes family. I'm coming, I'm, my birthday's coming up. I'm coming to your house for, for birthday breakfast and a Nerf party. What do you do, Jameson? It's God's birthday too? Yeah. So one of the most important things that we do for my birthday is we have cake. Do you guys eat cake? I can't believe that you guys eat cake. No? So today I've got a story I want to read to you. It's called Happy Birthday Church. It says, they came from near, they came from far. They came, however, from wherever they are. Strong winds blew when they all came. Tongues of fire and flashes of... What do you guys think rhymes? Fire. Fire. Close. What rhymes with came? Close. Full. Flame. Do you guys remember that when the Spirit came to the disciples, what did they have on their heads? Fire. They had fires, tongues of flame on their head. They came from the north, they came from the south. Many languages were spoken out of everyone's mouth. Do you know that there's more than one language in the world? There's so many different languages. Like 17? Close. I think, I think there's over 100, which is a lot. All right, next page, guys. Each one was different. Each one was unique. But all heard the Holy Spirit speak. What does this day, Pentecost, really mean? God, through the Spirit, was felt and was seen. Good job. Holy Spirit, through us, say to the church, Happy birthday. Can you guys say happy birthday to the church? One, 
let's let's say it together. One, two, three. Happy birthday. All right, let me see if I can get the adults to, to do it too. Do you think that they can you think that they can join us? All right, adults, grown-ups, I need your help. Today is the church's birthday, so what do we say? Happy birthday, church. Yay, all right. Thank you guys so much. You can go with Miss Tiffany and head back downstairs for Children's Church, or you can go sit with your grown-ups. This morning, we are brought together to offer ourselves to Christ. One way you can do that here at our church is through your financial uh, givings, through your time and your talents, your gifts and your service. If you would like to give financially, we have offering plates at either of the doors or you can give online. Let's offer ourselves to Christ.
Hey, hey, now I am. <laughs> I think I didn't hear anything I said before, right? All right, uh, things that happened. But uh, today's, uh, today's Pentecost Day, right? As Pastor Amanda was saying, it, it's the birthday of the church. And it's, uh, it's a great day to celebrate um, God's promise, the Holy Spirit, right? The promise of the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I believe there is nothing more appropriate today than celebrate this special moment uh, this morning here at church. But uh, I've, I've heard, uh, you know, sermons about God, sermons about, about Jesus, sermons about the disciples, even the donkey and the rock. But I haven't heard many often um, sermons about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is God, right? And so, uh, so it's going to be uh, awesome to, just to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit this morning, to learn more about the person of the Holy Spirit and how much the Holy Spirit is present and active in the church today. So there are, um, um, we're, we're, today we're going to talk about uh, many aspects of the Holy Spirit, right, that we see, that we find in scriptures. So if you have your Bibles with you today, pull it up, open up, and uh, if you don't have it, just find one on your pews, and if you still can't find one, you can just pull up your phone and use your uh, Bible app on your phone, because we're going to be reading the Bible quite a bit today. I guess, we, um, I guess uh, when we understand about the person of the Holy Spirit, uh, one of the persons of the Trinity, right, God, uh, we understand more about ourselves, more about our identity in God. The Holy Spirit is God, just as, just as God and Jesus, right? So the Holy Spirit is, is as important because it's the same person. And if, you, uh, if we know the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit is, and what the Holy Spirit does, then, um, then we'll learn about our, uh, ourselves, about our purpose in, in the kingdom of God, about, about who we are in the world and what we're supposed to be and do um, being a church. 
So it's extremely important that we study the Holy Spirit. So uh, because our experience with the Holy Spirit will make us grow in maturity, right? And we all want that, right? And in, in intensity for the sake of the kingdom of God. Christians must be mature in faith and, uh, and intense in action. And that, that intensity comes from the Holy Spirit in us. So if you would please open your Bibles and the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verse 49. Book of Luke 24, 49. It says, I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. There Jesus is talking with his disciples. Just, just reading this one verse, right off the bat, we, uh, we, we can note two important characteristics of the Holy Spirit. First one is that the Holy Spirit is a promise. And the second one is that the Holy Spirit is power. But not any power. It's the power that comes from on high. It's the promise of power that comes directly from God. And before we go on, let's open our Bibles in the book of Acts. Just flip a page. You'll find the book of Acts, chapter 4. Uh, chapter 1, sorry. Book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. And after we read this, ver this uh, few verses, I'd like for you to keep your Bibles open because we're still reading uh, a little bit of it today. And it says, Acts 1, 4 through 8. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power. Listen to this. Verse 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So the Holy Spirit is a promise of power. So see, Jesus gives the disciples a command on verse 4. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift, of, uh, the gift my father promised. There was a gift promised to the church. God has, had promised he would baptize the church with the Holy Spirit for the church to continue on its mission even after Jesus returned to the Father. So it's power. It's power. There is a purpose of us receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, this power, being baptized with the Holy Spirit. It was, it's, it's, it's that we would witness about Jesus everywhere we go in everything we do. Every layer of our lives. The word witness in Greek is the same word, I'm going to try to say this word right, is the same word or martyr. Same word. It was, it was power that should be used so anyone who received it would be ready to die for Christ. That's how serious it is. The, 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 this power permeates us in such a way that 
it guides us, it's over, it overflows from us, it empowers us, and gives us a purpose and a cause to die for. That's the Holy Spirit. Now remember, the church had a promise. That when Jesus went back to the Father, the church would receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It was the promise that even when Emmanuel was no longer with them, that God would remain with the church. It meant, that, it meant a great expectation that the church would receive power. Becoming the body of Christ without power, the church couldn't thrive, couldn't move forward, could go, couldn't go on, couldn't grow. So in order to be the hands and feet of Jesus, we also must have the same power Jesus has. The power of the Holy Spirit. But power, my friends, I'm going to tell you right there, was a consequence. Power was just a consequence. They were actually doing something. And we'll, we'll see that in just a minute. But the church didn't receive power out of nowhere. Let's flip a page again and, and read Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, and then we'll jump to verse 11. It says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like, a, like the blowing of a, viol, a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in, in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Verse 11. Both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. That's amazing. So as I was saying before, power was a consequence. And the church didn't receive power out of nowhere. Remember, they were all together. They were all together in this one space. They were scared, that's true. They were scared, but um, they were expecting. They were persevering in prayer, praying for one another, expecting the promise to arrive. The power of the Holy Spirit that would come from on high. They were expecting that. But they had no idea of what the Holy Spirit was like. They had never seen it before. Right? They never knew what to expect. It was a mix of fear and trust. But they were waiting for the same thing, even though they didn't know exactly what it was. They were preparing themselves they were, they were cleansing themselves up. They were supporting one another, comforting one another. Because they already had the promise that the Holy Spirit of God would come to them. Well, soon, soon it would come to them. Of course, God was already there. We all know that. God has been present all along. God has always been present. And, and they were not only scared, they were also being obedient because they, they were waiting for the power in order to go out. Jesus had told them to stay and wait for the power to be clothed with power. They knew God, God had not forsaken them, not only for a second. They knew that Jesus didn't give them a false hope because they, they trusted Jesus. 
But this is the part I think is interesting. As Jews, their understanding until that very moment was that God only dwelt in the temple. And, and, and although God had already been, uh, had al always been present, the Spirit of God was not yet dwelling in them. So before the day of Pentecost, the, the people who worshipped God and the disciples of Christ already knew God's presence and power was real. It was a real thing. They had experienced and witnessed God's power through Jesus, the Emmanuel, God with us. But they were not yet filled with and clothed with power. One thing is to have the presence of God. Another thing is to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. They are two different things. It's like we got a promotion. Right? Humanity went from God being with them, with us, to God being in us, and us in God. Later, Paul in Ephesians uh, chapter 5, 18, you don't have to open your Bibles if you, uh, if you don't want to, but uh, he writes like this, it says, Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Like the disciples who receive a baptism of fire, we also need to seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Midway United Methodist Church, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You watching us online today, right there, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But in order to be filled with something, first we need to empty ourselves from something. We need to open up space in us, like a computer. In order to save some new things into it, we need to free up some space in order for it to fit. Otherwise, it's not going to fit. And, uh, and so Paul is not telling us to be half-filled. Paul, Paul is not telling us to be partially filled. It's not, he's not telling us to be kind of somewhat filled. He's telling the church to be filled completely. And when we're filled with the power, we cease to be just humans. Limited by sin. Power fills us. And if you want to be filled with power, you need to open up space. Space in your lives. Less and less of ourselves. So we can become hosts of the power that comes from God through the Holy Spirit. Representatives of Christ. Carriers of power that flows, that flows from, from God through the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you something that's going to be a little difficult to digest. But our nature is no good. I don't know if that surprises you, but our nature is no good. There's nothing good in us without God. Without the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit moving in us. There's nothing good. Only God can restore our image of God that has been blurred away. Less of ourselves and more of Him. Like John says in the book of John, chapter 3.30, you don't have to open it again, but He says, He, Jesus, must become greater and I must become less. 
The Holy Spirit is who opens our eyes, who brings us to repentance, who leads us onto, onto perfection, emptying ourselves from our will, our pride, our ignorance, our entitlement from sin, and guides us to salvation. The problem of what wants to be called church today, and that's a real problem today, and we all know that. The problem of what wants to be called church today is that in many cases, they want to be too much of themselves and not Christ in them, and not the Holy Spirit in them. Our humanity is getting on the way. Sin is getting on the way. And they think their humanity can do something good for the kingdom of God, whereas all we can offer can't be compared with what the Holy Spirit could do through us if we let the Holy Spirit in. So the Holy Spirit, this is the, another characteristic of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is um, seeking is, is corporate, but the receiving and experiencing it is individual. And I'd like to go back a little bit to Acts for, uh, chapter 2, verse 1. We just read it. But uh, just uh, for you to have this in front of you right now. When the day of Pentecost came, that very day, they were all together in this one place. right? And I want you to reflect a little bit of what this verse is saying because it's, it's very important. The focus of that space, the focus here of, in, in, in this passage is, uh, is the spiritual space of surrendering to God who is the one releasing the power. Right? So it's, it's this place where we stand in spirits and welcome the, the Holy Spirit to manifest power in us. And again, I've said this before, the church, this is another something that will probably, you know, be a little hard to digest, but the church, my friends, is not the building. The building is not the real church. The Holy Spirit does not fill church buildings because they, they are some sort of sacred, magical place. If a church burns down, the, the church moves to another space and the church continues to be church. The Holy Spirit fills the church building because the people seeking the Holy Spirit are in it. Church is not the place we go. Church is the people with whom we gather, right? It's where the Holy Spirit dwells. It's who we are. It's our identity. And when we hear this or that church is filled with the Holy Spirit, it means that the, that the people that is gathering in that church are filled with the Holy Spirit. So the disciples, going back, so the disciples were all seeking to, to have this wonderful marvelous, fantastic, awesome experience. They didn't quite know what to expect. We know that. They didn't quite know what it felt like, what it, what it would feel like, what it was like, but they knew it was a promise of power from God and it would be tremendous. So they were all together experiencing that moment. And all of a sudden, Acts 2, verse 3 says, 
they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. They were all in the same place. But the tongues of fire separated and, and, and rested on each of them. And now I want you to understand this. Seeking, again, seeking is corporate and be collective. But the experiencing of the Holy Spirit is individual. Each received as they sought, as they were opened, and they were filled according to how much space they had in them available in them to receive and also according to the will of the Spirit, of course. But I want to tell you right now, Midway United Methodist Church and whoever watching us online, now it's your time to seek and expect. Because it's a promise, everybody. And God will follow through. Power will come from on high. And the Spirit of God is just waiting for you to seek and open up some space in you for you to be filled with power. Even though the presence of the Holy Spirit is wonderful, it's comforting, it's caring, we were promised more than that. And also as a church committed with the mission of the church, the mission of God for the church and with the Lord of the church, we should not accept to be limited to the presence only. Although the presence is is wonderful, right? It's great to have the presence of the Holy Spirit. But to seek and receive power. We want the Holy Spirit manifested in us. Moving in us and through us. We want these tongues of fire the Scripture talks about. Right? The next thing that's uh, another characteristic of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is a wind and a fire. So let's see Acts chapter 2, verse 2 again. It says, Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. So here Luke compares the Holy Spirit with the wind. The wind is one of the symbols of the Holy Spirit, one of the Holy Spirit's representation of many. right? And, and as the wind, the Holy Spirit is free. It blows wherever it wants to blow, with the intensity it wants to blow, and in whom it wants, how many times it wants. And the blowing of, the, of, of this violent wind, as it says in verse 2, is not a one-time thing. It's constant. It's not, something, uh, it's not something we only recall in scriptures. It's still happening today in 2022. It's a real thing. So this is not an emotion, right? It's, uh, or it, it doesn't begin with an emotional experience either, like an emotional song or, or uh, the lights down. It doesn't happen like that. When we are disciples of Christ, the wind keeps blowing and it keeps pouring constantly on us. Have you ever uh, seen what happened when the wind blows on fire? It spreads, right? It spreads and it's very fast. God is manifested through fire. When Moses and Elijah were on the mountain and, and, and they were uh, 
there with God. And how did God reveal himself to them? A burning bush. A burning bush. Fire. When Solomon was consecrated in the temple uh, to God, fire. Without fire, there's no revelation. There's no purification. Fire purifies. Fire enlightens. Fire warms up. And fire spreads. It's meant to spread. And fire must keep burning so it doesn't become ashes. For many Christians, there was a, there was a time when the fire burned. Big time. But now all they have are, are ashes. Book of Leviticus chapter 6, it says that God commanded Aaron that fire must be kept burning on the altar, in the altar. And we have an altar right here in our hearts. We must be like John Wesley. We must have our hearts strangely warmed. I heard one time a pastor joke about John Wesley's experience in Allersgate, and, and he was saying that John Wesley had a heartburn and he thought he was having a spiritual moment, right? But you get it, right? Having our hearts strangely warm means having the fire burning in our hearts. It's not uh, to cultivate a heart of ashes. Keep your fire burning, everybody. Seek each and every day. Until the wind blows and the fire spreads, until, until we overflow and, 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 and we're filled and we're empowered to share our overflow with other people around us. And that's the reason we overflow. It's so our overflow can also fill many others. Being filled with the Holy Spirit results in an abundant and overflowing life. Jesus once cried out to the multitude, he said, if a man is thirsty, let him come to me and, and drink. Whoever believes in me, streams of living water will flow from within him. God has promised us a gift, and we, and we are experiencing so little of it. It's time to repent and open up space in us. It's time to seek like never before. Because it's a time like never before. And the church needs power because the world out there lacks power. And you need to show the power. I'm going to read this, uh, this last less, uh, few verses here on the book of Acts, chapter 2, 17 through 21. You, you can read it with me if you'd like, but you don't have to. But I want these few verses to be like a reminder for you. I want this to be like an encouragement for you. Because this is happening today. This can happen right now. And it's true. It says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire will, and billow of smoke 
The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. As we call on the name of the Lord, the Holy Spirit is also calling us to be church, to stop wasting time, to be less of us and more of Him, and to be filled with power. Power to touch, power to heal, power to change. And if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, if that's what you want to have right now, if you want to be the church God called you to be, the temple of the Holy Spirit, I want to invite you to pray with me. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for, for fire. We thank you for a promise of power, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord, because you have filled your church and uh, you will constantly fill your church as we become more less of us, of ourselves, and more of you. Lord, help us seek you. Help us find you. Help us, Lord, help us, Lord, um, empty up space in us so we can receive this power. Help us, Lord, overflow with power so other people can experience your power as well. May us be the church you called us to be. Lord, I thank you and I worship you because you are faithful and you follow through with your promises. All we need is to seek and to give ourselves up for you, like, just like you give, you've given ourse- yourself up to, for us. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen. Come over us, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. As the Spirit was moving over the water, Spirit come up over us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. As the Spirit was moving over the water, Spirit come up over us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us.
As we come to the table of communion, would you join me in praying now um, as we confess our sins before God and one another? God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole hearts. Lord, I pray for your forgiveness. I pray for your forgiveness for our individual and our communal sins. Lord, would you be with us now? Lead us and guide us. Help us to realize that we are forgiven. In your name we pray. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. In the beginning, your spirit moved over the face of the waters. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. Your spirit came upon prophets and teachers, anointing them to speak your word. And so with your people on earth and all of the company of heaven, we join now together and say, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. At his baptism in the Jordan, your spirit descended upon him and declared him your beloved son. With your spirit upon him, he turned away the temptations of sin. Your spirit anointed him to preach the good news to the poor, proclaim the release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to, all, to be with us always, 
And he sent the Holy Spirit with fire on the day of Pentecost. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread, gave thanks to you, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. For this is the blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. On the day you raised him from the dead, he was recognized by his disciples in the breaking of the bread and in the power of your Holy Spirit. Your church has continued in the breaking of the bread and the sharing of the cup. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood and empowered by the gifts of the Spirit. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, showing forth the fruit of the Spirit until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. As we prepare ourselves to receive communion this morning, I want to remind you that everyone is invited to come and to participate in the Lord's Supper. This is um, the Lord's table, and you don't have to be a member of our church to receive uh, communion. All of our elements are gluten and dairy-free. You'll, uh, the ushers will direct you forward to receive communion. As you come forward, I want to invite you to kneel or to stand at the altar. You'll receive the elements, and then you can stay and pray at the altar, or you can return to your seats. Please remember to return to your seats by the outside aisles, um, as this aisle will be, people will be coming forward to receive communion. Um, if you need to be served in your seat, just let an usher know. We'll be happy to come and serve you where you are. And don't forget, as you come up here, we have names of all the children, of all the adults, and all the youth who will be here this week, um, every single day this week, participating in Vacation Bible School. We would love to cover them in prayer. You can take, um, I, I encourage you to take more than one as we have about 200, a little over 200 people that are coming this week. Um, but if you would take those, um, pray, pray over those folks this week.
as always, we want to thank the band, especially for leading us in such a wonderful way on this Pentecost Sunday. Yes. And John McKnight has been our worship leader for almost a year now. Good news is he's not leaving us. You can rest assured, but he's stepping back from worship leader position. He'll still be with us as our drummer and a vocalist. Thank you, Jesus. We're so we're glad for that. And, and Flavia, you've added so much uh, coming and being with us and leading us. And we're very grateful for your gifts. And uh, I, Pedro, if you'll come, he's going to give the benediction. But uh, Amanda and I were reappointed um, at annual conference to serve the church. And uh, Pedro received a new appointment. He is now appointed at Midway officially. And so... Amen. We're very blessed to have you and your family. And I uh, thank you for bringing God's word today. Awesome. May you go in peace and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And let your overflow also touch others. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. been listening to the Meeting Midway podcast from Midway United Methodist Church. The doors to our community are open to all, and we invite guests to join us at our services on Sunday. We have a traditional worship service at 8.30 a.m. in our historic chapel, an acoustic worship service at 9.45 a.m. in our historic chapel, and a contemporary service at 11 a.m. in our modern sanctuary. For more information, check us out online at midwayumc.org. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.